Welcome, movie fans, to our Anatomy of Movie Dissection, where we dissect our predictions for the Academy Awards. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the biggest night in movies. Not quite yet, but... Uh, for us, this is as big as it'll get. Uh, presenting tonight's predictions, we have Dimitri Panos. Hey, movie fans. Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. And Phil Svitek. The oh. trio. Yeah. Your hosts, presenters, and everything in between. Um, maybe not comedians. I accept this award on behalf of no one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, by the way, this is this is a very fun episode because it's one of the very few episodes that is the least dependent on the, the movie that you have 100% seen, right? There's enough to uh, for everyone to discuss. And we want you to discuss. In the comments section, let us know your picks for, for the Oscar winners. Let us know what you think of our picks for Oscar winners. There's so much to the debate to be had that it's not just us three. It's all-inclusive. Let's debate. Yeah, it's what everybody talks about. It's who we think will win. It's like who we think will win, and then from our hearts, who we think should, should have win. won. Yeah. And sometimes they just don't match up. No, yeah. they don't. And this will be obviously very opinion based because not at you know, all. This is who we want to win. No, it'll just be my opinion based. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, a couple of things we're, we're going to go in order um, as the awards were presented last year. And we're going to go around say who will win and who should win. So that's essentially, if there are <coughs> rules, those are the rules. So first category, writing in the original screenplay category. We have nominated Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. Ladies first. Why don't we always start with ladies first? I will say for original screenplay, I think who will win, I think it's going to be La La Land. Okay. And I, I, I think so because it, Hollywood loves Hollywood. And this is kind of an original story, but there's so much truth to the story if you're definitely in the Hollywood land, you know, Los Angeles, and you know what the industry is like. Um, people gravitated towards it because it is so relatable. And I think because it's, it is original, we haven't really seen anything like this story lately. I think it's going to work. Okay, Dimitri, who will, who's going to win? I I think it's going to be La La Land. Okay, you know, yeah, for for all the reasons that 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 Marissa said, I, yeah. All right, I think it's going to be La La Land as well. Um, and kicking off, who should win? For my money, I actually think The Lobster. It's a very if if you haven't seen that movie, it's very original. It's, um, you know, it, it's about exploration, um, and it's about love and all these things, and. You know, Manchester by the Sea, I think, is a very strong candidate for that category. But Lobster, there's there's just something so original about it. Um, and unfortunately, not quite seen. Marissa? Yeah. I think who should win, I think also um, Manchester by the Sea, too, because that it felt like a real story, even though, fortunately, it was, you know, original. It's sad, but grounded in reality as well. But I, I also still think Lala should win it. Manchester could be the great runner-up for it. Yeah, I think I think Manchester by the Sea should win it. Um, look, 
it's the most true raw emotion that we've seen on screen in 2016, I think. Um, but the movie also knew when to lighten up. You know, this was a movie about characters not just dealing with... It, they were interactions. It was characters interacting, dealing with tragedy. But even though set in that deep, heavy, depressing setting, the movie did happen to have some of levity in it, at least mm -hmm. I found. Um, add to that, any movie that has a 10-minute scene where characters are discussing the merits of Star Trek... Please, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. But Kenneth Lonergan's screenplay for Manchester by the Sea uh, has some very searing dialogue uh, that was just acted uh, profoundly by people like Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams. So, um, you know, so there you go. Well, uh, <clears throat> people in the chat are agreeing with you. Manchester by the Sea should win. Um, all right, on to the next category then. Uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The category of best adapted screenplay. And since I'm going to be jumping right. back and forth between the live chat and this, I'm going to keep stealing your notes, Marissa. Oh, no. Well, don't worry. I'll give it right back. All right. We have nominated Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. So kick us off, Marissa. Who should win? I think who should, uh, who, sh who will win or who should win? Uh, who will win? Sorry, who, who will, will win? Who will win will be Moonlight. It's a relevant story, three-person arc, coming of age, and like the things that happen in a person's life that defines who you are later in life, I, I think was really great, and especially from the book, and I, I think it was just really true and raw, and I think it should win. Or will win. Sorry, okay. will win. Dimitri, who will I, win? I agree. I think, I think Moonlight, outside of La La Land, I think Moonlight is the other movie that's been getting a lot of heat. Uh, I think Moonlight is going to be the win, uh, the one that r wins adapted screenplay. I think it's relevant. It fits into the Academy, um, you know, uh, you know, this ethnicity um, thing. What, what, what were they protesting last year? Oscar uh, so white. Oscar, Oscar so, so white. white. This totally goes against that. Um, but it was a very tender story, uh, deep tender uh and it was very well written uh as an adapted screenplay so i think moonlight will win i think this is a very tough category i think all these these movies are deserving uh i for my money moonlight will win um in terms of who i think should win i think arrival in terms of what it what pulled off um is extremely good very good and 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 it should win if you haven't seen it, the fact that because it creates a whole language, right? And and it speaks be it's science fiction at its best. Um, I, I get that fences it translated very nicely from being a play to to that. I Moonlight, even though it was a play, from my understanding, never never made it to no. stage. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like uh, almost like a cop out in that sense. Uh, Arrival for my money should win. 
Marissa. I think who should win, or, you know, this kind of bleeds into the category of who was snubbed. I think hmm. A Monster Calls should win, because that was adapted from Patrick Neck's uh, novel, and it was just so heart-wrenching to read, and it translated so well on screen that it was also just as equally, if not more so, heart-wrenching to watch on screen, and I think the acting was great in that film. Like, everything about A Monster Calls should win, and that was adapted from a screenplay that no one really saw. Yeah. Well, you know, Phil, Arrival, would I agree with everything that you said about Arrival, um, and it's based off of a you know the story and creating a language not easy to do, and you know I, I love science fiction, um, but to me Arrival uh, comes in at a very very close second for, because for me who should win, uh, for me it's Hidden Figures. Uh, I made no bones about how Hidden Figures is my favorite movie of 2016. I think that it tells of a story that needed to be told. And I think it does it in such an uplifting, amazing way. It gives these characters life, and it gives us a a sense of this American history that was taking place while things like the right stuff were taking place. It's the other side of the right stuff. And I think that they did a really great job of, of, of sussing out this NASA history. And first and foremost... Uh, where I loved Moonlight, uh, and I really loved The Arrival, but Hidden Figures to me was inspiring, and it was an all-around feel-good movie, which I have not seen in a long time. And I needed it. It struck a chord with me. That's what I believe should win. Okay. Well, uh, what <clears throat> what uh, people in the chat are saying, what will win is Hidden Figures. So, okay. your should is their will. <laughs> I would love to see that happen. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Uh, so moving on to category number three, actress in a supporting role. We have these lovely ladies, Viola Davis in Fences, Naomi Harris in Moonlight, Nicole Kidman in Lion, Octavia Spencer in Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Kick us off, Marissa. Who will win? Who will win? I think it's going to be Viola Davis. Um, she's already won Golden Globes for this performance, for best performance by an actress, and then she's also already won the SAG Awards this year um, for outstanding performance by a female actress for this particular role. The the odds are, um, are for her, in favor of her, and I think she's just a great actress as well. She's also won an Emmy. I think she killed it, and I think she will win. All right. Dimitri? Okay, a couple of things about this. Um, I am going with uh, who will win as Viola Davis as well. However, I don't quite get... She personally said she did not want to be under Best Actress category, which I don't understand why, because she's Best act. She is the secondary lead to... She's the main actress in Fences. She's right there with Denzel Washington. I don't understand that... Um, I also think it's sort of kind of a shame because it takes away from other characters or other actresses who actually are supporting. They are supporting. I don't know why she made that decision. I think she's going to win because of everything that you said about she's been winning all these awards. But from a critical standpoint, Viola Davis does in Fences something that I've never, that I can't recall ever seeing before in a movie. Up 
even to the point that she has this powerful monologue, okay? Fences is purely Denzel Washington's movie. It's his movie. Then we get to this penultimate scene. Viola Davis has like a seemingly 10-minute monologue. And at that moment, not only did I get emotional, but she stole the movie from Denzel Washington. I've never seen a supporting actress or a or the other actors taking a movie away. From that point on, Denzel's Washington's performance did not seem as strong because then the movie became about that character in Viola Davis's um, uh, uh, um, her 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 role, mm-hmm. her performance. So. I think it'll go Viola Davis. I think it's one of the hardest categories this year to pick because Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. Okay. And again, in just one scene. Does should win? Well, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm just, no, I'm not going with should win yet. We'll go in the regular order. I'm just saying it is a very tough category. Octavia Spencer, Nicole Kidman, Naomi Harris. This is a very tough category. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the toughest that this, um, category has seen in years. Yeah. I agree there, <clears throat> and I agree with you guys that Viola Davis will win, but for the reasons stated, I, I, I just don't like the idea that she's she's in a supporting actress role when she is the actress. Um, now, in terms of, for me, who should win, um, in terms of Michelle Williams, I thought she did a great job, but she wasn't in the movie that much, to be honest with you. Um, so for me, that almost takes her out of contention. And then it becomes a toss-up between Octavia Spencer and Naomi Harris. Given the subject matter of, of Moonlight, I think there's a lot, a little bit more to carry there. So by that the, um, logic, I give it to Naomi Harris of, okay. of who should win. Okay. Who should win? I, like, I would love if Michelle Williams won because you mentioned that she wasn't in the film for that much. Yeah, but Judy Dutch was in Shakespeare in Love for eight minutes, and she won an Oscar for her role. So I, I don't think it's really a matter of screen time. I think it's performance once you are on screen. And I think when Michelle Williams showed up, she broke my heart, and I felt for mm. her um, during Manchester by the Sea. And her... Three minutes of her breakdown was good enough to get an, a nomination, and I think she should win. Okay. Yeah, I was going to go with Michelle Williams. Um, so this, this should tell you I'm not going to, but I was going to because I really felt within that scene in which she and Casey Affleck randomly meet in the street, this is one of the most gut-wrenching scenes, and it's because of performance by both of them. Michelle Williams was truly amazing. And I agree with you. I don't think that she was in the movie, I think, far more than eight minutes. Mm -hmm. She was chameleon-like. And again, her character up to that scene changed dramatically. She had a different physical appearance than when we saw her earlier in the movie. And that scene was... It was so gut-wrenching, but I couldn't take my eyes off it. And in part because of Michelle Williams. With that said... Then I watched Moonlight, and I saw this performance from Naomi Harris, who I've been a fan of because I'm a big James Bond fan, ever since she became Money Penny. Beautiful woman, beautiful actress, okay? I see her in Moonlight. Number one, it took me a couple of minutes to figure out who, who, who the hell she was, okay? And it, and it wasn't just because of makeup that she was made to look like an addict and not attractive, 
but it was performance. And for me, she blew me away, considering I didn't recognize her at first. She was intense. She was terrifying at times. And in the end, she becomes sympathetic. To me, this is what you call a juggernaut like performance. This is who I would love to see win, is mm -hmm. Naomi Harris. And uh, you can continue playing Money Penny, but thank you. You are, you are a wonderful actress, and you opened up my eyes as to how beautiful of an actress you are and what you can do. So that's who I think should win. Okay. Very good. We'll find out. Uh, category number four, costume design. The nominees are the movie Allied, with, uh, done by Joanna Johnston, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Colleen Atwood, Florence Foster Jenkins, um, Consolata Boyle, Jackie Madeline Fontaine, and La La Land Mary uh, Zofris. Uh, Marissa, kick us off of who will win. I think who will win will be La La Land. There were so many different outfits. Um, bright, vivid colors. It was owed to the 40s through the 60s musicals. I think I can clearly you know, call out different outfits that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone wore throughout the film. Sure. The bright and vivid and the memorable. So I think La La will win. Yeah. So first, I just want to go back to outside Natalie Portman and Emma Stone. Viola Davis is right there. Star Drew said this. And again, he's she's, he's putting her in best actress category. There you go. <laughs> Crazy. Um, all right. So for costume design, I agree. I think it's going to go to La La Land. Um, vibrancy and color, uh, the outfits which mirrored that of, it had a sense of 20s, 30s, 40s style, but yet looked modern and today, hip and cool. Um, I, you know, I think the momentum being what it is, I believe that La La Land is going to win that category. I think this is going to be a surprise, and I think Jackie takes it. It's a period piece. It's, it's obviously... <clears throat> The Kennedys, we've been fascinated with the Kennedys, as great as La La Land's costume design is. This is, it's Jackie. Mm -hmm. And even though, even if it was just one character, they obviously they had to costume everybody. Sure. But Jackie alone, in terms of the costume, is so iconic that uh, I think it just takes it on that level alone. So, It's, you know, uh, Jason's movie channel believes uh, that as well. And I, your arguments are all valid. I, 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 I any other given year, uh, I would agree with you. I just, I, I, you know, well, we'll just, talk about things later on. Mm -hmm. Well, Marissa, kick us off with. Uh, so you don't have a who should. Oh well, well, well who? Okay, so um, see, so yeah, trying to find the rhythm here. Um, so okay, yes, Jackie will win for my money. In it terms of, win. In, in terms of who should win, uh, it could be the same. It could be the same, but I think I, I think it's fantastic. Um, La La Land could win I, I could see it winning however i also think something like a fantastic what was it when when you create a world fantastic beasts and where to find them though it's you know it, it's set in that harry potter world it's set much earlier than harry potter so i i, th I think there's something beautiful there and even though it's i i think costuming and at least in my mind goes the route of you know what can't I see on an everyday basis, and that's a, hmm. that might be a little bit biased. I understand that, but it's no different than like makeup. You know, someone who has sort of normal face makeup, you don't necessarily say, "Oh, that's the world's best makeup," because you're not aware of it enough. Right. But if you see aliens or whatever, sure. oh wow, that, that's great makeup. So 
for my money, it, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them should win. It's not the greatest movie, but in terms of costuming, it's really well done. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to follow up because I think Ka- Colleen should win. Colleen Edwards, she's won a million and a half times, so she, the, like she knows what the heck she is doing. But unfortunately, her outfits aren't as memorable as La La Land, but... For that time period, it was fun to watch the trench coats and the different personalities that she had to dress up all the wizards and witches and stuff. I, I think Colleen should win. Uh, and Dimitri well, mine, mine is a completely biased decision, and although I believe the costumes in the movie were perfect for the period, but mine's completely biased. And I'm going to go with who should win, because she's near and dear to my heart, is Joanna Johnston mm-hmm. for Robert Zemeckis' ally. Now... From a costume perspective, this is Casablanca, you know, again capturing a very beautiful era in clothing mm-hmm. and how care and how people dressed. Not unlike how Colleen Atwood did, because it was a similar time period for Fantastic Beasts, right? It, it she did had a fantastic, memorable, memorable dress. absolutely. The purple dress. No, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not you know, no argument. But as I said, I've had the privilege of working with Joanna Johnston, and she's not only great at her job, she's worked with some of the greats in this business, whether it be Spielberg and Zemeckis, but she's kind, and she does it all with class. Yes, it's a biased opinion, but I do believe that the costumes in Allied were very well done, and they were, very, they were worn well by the likes of Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's who I go with. Uh, go Joanna. That's who... If I were a voting member, I would have put her name. I would have checked off the box next to her name. Very good. Well, we'll find out. That's going to be a common theme. (laughs) Uh, Category number five, production design. We have nominated Arrival. And because there's so many, I I apologize, there's just so many names that I'm just going to say the movies. Uh, So we have Arrival, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, La La Land, and rounding it off, Passengers. Marissa, kick us off with who will win. I think who will win will be La La Land because the title is literally called La La Land within Los Angeles. Los Angeles was the backdrop. It was a character in and of itself. They used their atmosphere and environment and everything on screen um, to the best of their ability, and the production design was there all around. Okay. Dimitri, do you- yeah, I gotta go with the momentum, and you know, uh, yeah, I gotta say La La Land as well for production design. Um, I just think that it, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. just because I, you know, just because I think it's gonna be that year. Fair enough. I actually disagree, and I think Arrival will win. I think Arrival, <clears throat> it had the, they had to create an alien sort of set and whatever, but something unlike we've ever seen or heard of before. And it just, and there's all these great sets and you have to not only keep it futuristic, but at the same time, modern grounded in reality of what it could be in today's day and age. Um, I think they had a tall task to deal with. And so I think arrival will win for that reason and it's a fantastic movie so that also gives it a leg up mm-hmm. in terms of who should win believe it or not for my money passengers was one of the most beautifully designed pieces i've ever I, i've seen in a long time i get it it's a spaceship and we've been on spaceships and whatnot before but just 
if you've seen the movie, there's um, there's a scene where everything gets chaotic and there's water bursting everywhere, and it's just beautiful. It's like this beautiful hotel that you want to stay at, and and I can't say enough about it. The movie, say what you will, I think it's a good movie. Not a great movie, but a good movie. I think it's worth seeing, but the production design alone um, should win. Okay. Um, who should win? I think it should be Arrival, because I agree with your who will win. Um, Arrival, because they had the ship design. It was sleek, and but there were so many reasons behind why it was so simple. Um, the, the wall texture had history to it in their design, and just the, the distinct look from the current to the future flash forwards to spoil it for people who haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> um, but like they had distinct different moments throughout the whole film that overall looked beautiful. And there was so much research and the reasons behind every single detail they put into the production design, and I think that's who should win. Rival. I think you're copying my notes. <laughs> I think Phil's copying mine. Um, <laughs> I didn't pick I, any of the ones you guys picked. <laughs> what are you guys talking um, about? You know... To both your for me, Arrival is the one that should win with Fantastic Beasts a very close second. But Arrival <clears throat> definitely um, gives us something different. Uh, I think from from going up into the ship and seeing that long corridor with the lights and the aliens and the way that the ship looked, the way that this was a futuristic movie, but that wasn't really futuristic. Um, I think that. It was a sight to behold on the big screen from mm-hmm. a production design. And um, everything, you know, I'm just echoing everything that you folks said. Uh, you know, it, in my heart, Arrival, I would love to see Arrival win. All right, let me let me get, just quickly ask you guys a question. You guys said La La Land will win because it's, it's Hollywood and whatnot. But what about Hail Caesar? It's a Coen Brothers movie. Granted, not necessarily the best, it's, it's, but 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 it's hold it's hold Hollywood. Why I, can't that win production design? It it was a great uh, from from a production design design standpoint, from a costume design standpoint, from a technical aspect. I think it was a, a great movie. I don't think it was one of the Coen Brothers' best, and it's not getting any of the heat. There's no heat on it. I mean, two people, ten people saw Hail mm-hmm. Caesar, where La La Land. You know, unfortunately, that category with a movie like Hail Caesar, they felt it good enough for the nomination, but it's, I don't think it's anywhere close to. Yeah. I just Even though it, it takes place in Hollywood, and it is just a Hollywood story. Yeah, I get it. And I think the thing is, Hail Caesar literally came out a year ago, so like any buzz about that movie is already long gone dead. And <laughs> Long live Caesar. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, and, and the thing about Hail Caesar is like every story was pretty much a small five to ten minute vignette throughout that film, not an overall big spectacle like La La Land was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it's a good solid argument question. I, I get it. Understandable, but it is Hollywood as well. It's Hollywood within True. Hollywood. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Category number six, and there's really only three <laughs> nominations for this. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Well, we'll have fun with this one. <laughs> All right. The nominations for mar- makeup and hairstyling: a male, a man called Ove. 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 Yeah. Star Trek Beyond and Suicide Squad. Now, just judging on the fact that I can't even say the first one, <laughs> it gives you what, what I I haven't even seen that. It's a Swedish movie. It's like, uh, so therefore, for me, the category gets chopped down to two. 
Um, we'll start with you, Marissa. Who will win? I think who will win will be Suicide Squad because they had so many different characters that had to have so many different distinct looks like Harley Quinn and even Diablo's tattoos. They spent hours upon hours <clears throat> um, making up Diablo's look and Jay Hernandez had to sit for like eight hours every single day just for his tattoos alone. And that was just one character and they had a whole, literally a whole squad to have different looks. I think Suicide will take it. Huh? Shouldn't be a big surprise that I would pick Star Trek Beyond, <laughs> even though I thought it was the worst entry in this new era of Star Trek. Um, but in all honesty, the makeup going on between whether it were Idris Alba's as the villain, um, I forget the name of that actress who I'm looking up right now, um, I thought that she, her, her makeup was tremendous. And on top of that... She did a great job under the makeup. I mean, she acted. Uh, she acted Trey underneath. For yeah, what? what um, for Sophia Butella as Jaya, Ajaya. She was she was great underneath Trek. that makeup, and she was. I, I really thought that she was fantastic. Um, so that being said, it's the only you know. I'm su- yeah, special effects it didn't get nominated for, which I was surprised. But yes, I think for makeup and hairstyling. Star Trek Beyond. Okay. I will agree with that. I think um, Star Trek Beyond, um, it's... I I think just because Suicide Squad, though, in terms of makeup and hairstyle, probably has a lot more going for it. uh, Star Trek's just kind of a more heady movie, if you will. uh, And it has such a long history. This being, um, we're still sort of in that 50-year period of Star Trek. That I think you just sort of honor it in that way at least, and therefore, who will win? I think it's Star Trek Beyond. Who should win out of these? I pick Suicide Squad, but you know, there's other, there's just so many. In terms of who should win, the, tons of other movies should be on this list. I agree. Yeah, like Fantastic Beasts and stuff. Yeah, I, we'll get to me, but I mean, like, do you have an example? I mean, because I think that there were movies that were snubbed in this category. I mean, to be honest, I'll put even like, I'll put, I've been ragging on La La Land, but I would put La La Land in this, believe it or not. Um, you know, I think, um, I think even a movie like Hail Caesar, um, can fall into this. Doc, uh, uh, this is makeup, so not quite Doctor Strange. Um, I'm trying to just go through the various things. You know, I I don't know. Um, I, I think I'm surprised. I, I think just only a lot. Three. Yeah, I'm surprised there's yeah. only three. I think we just just give them just nominate more people. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Um. So for my money, just nominate more people. I don't. I don't even know who should necessarily win, but just I know these aren't necessarily just it. Marissa. Same here. I I think I, I completely agree with that statement. But who should win? I still think is Suicide Squad for all the reasons I already mentioned. Okay. Yeah, I actually think that Fantastic Beasts was was a snub that it should have been in this category. Um, you know, first and foremost, let's. I'm just going to put this right out there. This is a to me, it's an inherent problem in the Academy in this process. However many slots that you have, okay. So say it's five slots. Each of the five slots should be filled. Period. I don't ki- fill the five slots. If you've made it 10 slots for best picture, fill the 10 slots. Don't give me eight when you have 10. Fill them all. Like, don't snub anything. I think that Fantastic Beasts, it's hair and makeup. 
<clears throat> I thought worked really well. It not only did it, uh, not only did it mirror the time, but it gave us fantastic creatures to look at that weren't all CG and such. And I really thought that they did a really good job in capturing that. So um, there's probably, if we look at 2016, there's probably a very good handful of movies that we could have picked that could have fit into this category really well. I need more computers here. But, <laughs> so <laughs> but go that's who I think should have won or should have at the very least been nominated. Oh, well, somebody said Deadpool. And you know Deadpool. what? Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, Jason's movie channel. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Deadpool had superheroes. His, his makeup. Face, is, yeah. The disfigurement of his face could have been one. A, a huge, huge snubbing. Uh, there as well. Thank you, Jason's movie channel. Yeah, it's a really fantastic heck, suggestion. If you want to go into Marvel or just comic book movies, you could have also put Apocalypse. You know, actually, sure. Apocalypse. Yeah, there's a That's lot of makeup. A lot in of that. makeup and cost. Yeah, uh, makeup and hairstyling. Shoot. So, um, fill in the damn slots, people. We should have more than three movies. <laughs> more than three movies. I mean, pick Jackie. Sure. Jackie could have Jackie been nominated, been nominated hairstyle. for hairstyling and makeup. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Hidden figures. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't understand it, but... Yeah, very strange. Yep. Very strange indeed. Okay. Shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing next? We are going to move on. Category oh, number seven. One of my favorites. Cinematography. Uh, right now we have nominated Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. Marissa, who should win? Who will win? Or who unf- will win? Who will win, unfortunately, I think is going to be a La La Land. Because, okay. I mean, the the production that they put in into the actual musical numbers, you saw the cameras going left and right, up and down, going in and out of pools, you know, all around. And especially, and there were other musical numbers where it was one long take, I think, the cinema, that showed everything. Um, there's just so much technical aspect in the cinematography for La La Land. I think it will take it. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna, I agree with Mar- I agree with Marissa here. I, I think that La La Land is going to win it. Um, everybody's talking about it in that way. Everybody's talking about how beautiful it is and how it looks. The opening dance number on top of the 110 freeway, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it itself was an undertaking. And you're right, the way the camera wipes and the, and the, the dance numbers, um, the way that um, the Griffith Observatory scene, yeah, um, you know, I get why it's nominated. Uh, I think the momentum, I think that is the one that is going to win. Well, I think... I think Moonlight will win uh, for what it did. It, you know, um, it, it, it used. If you kind of think about it, we talked about this in our anatomy. It, it, it it's a three act structure, and it uses the camera much like a play, and to create a circular, circular motion because the character's life becomes circular, uh, and it's just so real and, and vivid. Um, I think the editing helps highlight it because there's so many insert shots of this, 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 and this uh, that all of those combined look really great. So I think Moonlight will win. In terms of who should win, I think that in terms of cinematography, I think there's just so many great movies out there besides just these. Um, you know, I think I think Arrival should win. However, as I mentioned, Passengers itself is also a beautiful movie. Uh, other fantastic looking movies 
for my money, Doctor Strange, I think is is also amazing. Yeah, um, I get it. It's you know I, I said this when we were doing it. It looks to to me too similar to Inception and The Matrix, but it's still shot very beautifully, Don't nonetheless. Um, I actually think Birth of a Nation looked really really good. If I'm to kind of just list off other other movies, and then you know what? Um, just for the sheer way they were able to pull it off, Lights Out I think is a fun movie. But because the movie's called Lights Out, as you can imagine, every time the lights go out, um, you're sort of waiting on that edge. Therefore, the cinematography has to work. I thought I thought that could be another great movie in this yeah. category. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think who should win, uh, I, I have like two parts to this. Um, Arrival should win because they, they had a like long tracking helicopter shot of you know open land. The, the pod hallway was just beautiful, how they like slowly went towards, towards the light. But... Um, um, it was also like just gravitating, um, and even the flashbacks and how they looked—they looked gorgeous. And or the flash forwards, and you know, in in the movie, I think it has such a distinct, beautiful look um, throughout the whole film. I loved it so much. Who I thought got snubbed in this? A Monster Calls. That was mm-hmm. a gorgeous film. Um, Jay Bayona, the, the director, he's a very visual director, and he can go from shot to shot, like perspective, like an, a window, or a rectangular window to a rectangular drawing. It like this. There were so many seamless camera shots that worked so well in that film, and it was gorgeous all around. Like literally, it was eye stunning. That should have been nominated. It was snubbed. Well, it very fantastic year for cinematography. Just a lot of great cinematographers out there, so can carry it on. Yeah. So that that's what I see. Go ahead, Dimitri. Well, of of the of the nominations, um, I agree with you, Marisa. I believe uh, Arrival, <clears throat> cinematography wise, it was just gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, filmed in scope too. It was just beautiful. Everything filled up the screen just magnificently. I felt a sense of depth. In walking up that hallway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, inside the ship, which I thought was very beautiful. There was a beautiful helicopter shot when we first come acro- across the to ship. The that camp. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which was very just beautiful. gorgeous. Now, that's what I think of the nominees that were there should win. But I also want to put, pick out um, two other movies. You mentioned a horror movie. Horror, really, in my opinion, gets shit upon. Uh, during Academy Awards season because there are some very good horror movies out there. Um, A very underappreciated horror movie that came out that we talked about here in Anatomy of a Movie is this movie called Ouija Origin of Evil. It was directed by this guy, Mike Flanagan, uh, and its cinematographer, uh, Michael Filignari. They were using old-school Brian De Palma, Alfred Hitchcock technique, um, which not only was it old school, but it helped with the budget. And it just looked phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, so the other movie that I was just double-checking, I wanted to make sure that it had come out in 2016 that looked great was this movie, another horror movie called The Witch, mm-hmm. which I think... No, that was in 2015. So that doesn't. So I can't include it in this year. So I'm going to say that Ouija Origin of Evil, from a cinematography standpoint, 
it made old look fresh and new again. And it, it looks fantastic, that movie. But of the nominees, I think Arrival is the one that should win. Okay. Very good. Uh, best f- uh, category of film editing. <clears throat> category number eight. We have nominated Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, and Moonlight. Marissa, who will win? I think who will win will be, unfortunately, La La Land again. Uh, it was all over <laughs> you the place. You keep saying unfortunately. I, I know. It was like, I don't want to be that person who says La La Land is going to win everything, but I think it's going to win a lot. Um, I, I think it's going to win this one because it was the, the musical numbers, it was all over the place, which kind of ma- made it look flashy. Um, it was back and forth, very, very, very fast paced, and kind of reminded me of Baz Luhrmann's style how all of his is like fast cutting but it engrosses the audience and we're caught in it and it just made it look flashy to the point where there was just a lot of editing involved I didn't get that feeling I almost fell asleep because of how boring it was (laughs) I think who will win is La La Land I think who will win so Mm -hmm. again to me it's just a question of momentum um my who should will is different. So I'll just say that. And somebody said Hacksaw Ridge. We should maybe mention that, but it well, did look fine. But I will, I will, I will mention Hacksaw Ridge. It will get its day in court. <laughs> um, who will win? I think Arrival, based on the sheer fact that it hinge hinges on the play of it. It's like Memento. If the editing of that movie doesn't work, Memento doesn't work. If the editing of Arrival doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. So I think just by that notion alone, um, and I guess technically you could say that for all the other movies, if the editing doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. However, Arrival hinges on it. Therefore, for me, Arrival will win. Um, In terms of who should win, actually, um, I do... Hacksaw Ridge, underappreciated movie. It is. uh, (laughs) Battle sequence alone... Uh, for its editing, <laughs> it, it, it's it's it, you know uh, I know a lot of people when the joke is when they were watching they were like has Mel Gibson gotten soft? No, he did not. As soon as it came to that, and that scene stays there, and they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting and shot after shot after shot, both literally of editing and also actual firearms. Sure, uh, <clears throat> that's that's some good film editing right there. So, Marissa. I think who should win is Arrival because I loved that film. Um, the great thing about Arrival is like the non-linear storytelling mm-hmm. of Arrival was done so well. It, it like the editing itself was a big twist at the end that you didn't realize you were looking backwards, you were looking forward. And I think the non-linear storytelling was just done so well, and it made sense at the end. And I think just editing also plays a big factor into storytelling and. Arrival was a great story, and I think it should have been. Yeah, I agree. Um, of the nominations, um, Arrival should win. Um, for everything that you guys mentioned, I think what you were getting at too, Phil, is that you're right. Like Memento. Memento, like what you're getting at is there's a twist, okay? And Arrival, due to its filming and the way that it was filmed, written, performed, but the way that it was edited... We, it actually has a twist that actually matters, unlike Split. <laughs> okay, 
The twist in Arrival matters. It means something. And what's brilliant about it, too, is that from an audience standpoint, we find out and learn of this twist exactly when we are supposed to. Okay? It isn't something that we figure out 10 minutes into the movie. And once it dawns upon you, the twist that happens, you're like, you're actually, it's a holy shit moment. You go, oh, okay. And to pull that off, editing plays a major part in that. And that's why I believe that it should win. Now, I don't want to take away from Hacksaw Ridge. I also don't want to take away from Hell or High Water and or Moonlight. Again, I believe another tough category, a very competitive category here. Um, Hell or High Water, I think, is a very underappreciated Oh, it's a fantastic uh, movie. movie. Fantastic movie. Um, but as far as film editing goes, uh, I think it's a rival. I think uh, I'm also going to throw onto the... I'm also going to throw this onto the table here. It's usually, usually, doesn't happen often, but usually whoever wins film editing ends up winning Best Picture. Usually. Mm. So. Interesting. All right. Sound mixing. We have the nominees of Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, and 13 Hours, which is uh, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Uh, Marissa, kick us off. I think who will win will be a rival. I, I so want this to win because, and we talked about it in length on our anatomy for for the sound mixing. They did such a great job of mixing her memories, the music off screen, the sound effects of the aliens, and everything that we saw on screen. It all literally blended together. There were transition moments from what she was dreaming from into what she saw in reality. And all the diegetic sounds that that you saw, like off screen and on screen, it was just so perfectly blended together. And I think it, it will be. What about you, Dimitri? I think for sound mixing, I think uh, La La Land. I know it's boring, but being that it's a musical, being how everything was mixed together, and that sound mix had to come together to make the music as vibrant, especially in the big dance numbers. You had to make the music as vibrant as the characters on screen. Now, personally, personally, I don't think the music hit all the notes that it should have. I'll get into it a little bit farther when we start talking best actor, but I just needed to to call that out. But because, again, of momentum, I think they're going to go la 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 because the thought is going to be, oh, well, it's a musical. You have to sound mix that. Like... I'm hoping that a little bit more thought is put into it, but I think it'll be La La Land for that. It's pretty easy to sound mix sound. You just put it in. Well, not even that. Like, as long as the music itself is mixed, Mm -hmm. it's done. Um, I don't know. For who will win, I actually pick Hacksaw Ridge on this one. Mm. That, uh, that fight scene that sequence yeah just you could literally feel the bullets Uh uh-huh you you know and so again the first part of the movie's okay the last part of the movie is the movie for me it's what makes it amazing and um you know it's no small feat in terms of sound design to make that happen yeah and uh who should win uh i actually think star wars Rogue One was was actually very well mixed. 
Um, Star Wars always does a very, if, if nothing else, it does a great job of mixing sound. Um, just go back to you know, it, talk about fight sequences, right? The whole that that, that iconic whatever it is that that horn, that alarm, boo, and they used it in the trailer throughout. Um, it just became so iconic, and the way they did everything, uh, I think, works fantastically, and, and it deserves some praise. Yeah, Marissa. I think who should win should still be a rival. For all the reasons I mentioned. All right. Fair enough. Keeping it simple. Well, you know, um, I, I think something should be mentioned here. Um, it's not who I picked as the should win, but but it needs mentioning because, Phil, you and I were the ones who did 13 Hours, right? The Michael Bay movie. I don't think I did. No, I, I thought you I, did. I've never seen it. Oh, <laughs> then it wasn't you. I forget no, who I did 13 Hours with, but I remember doing it and... You know, one thing about that movie, <clears throat> say what you will about Michael Bay, I, you know, uh, 13 Hours is actually not a bad movie. I think it's actually pretty good. And there's a chase scene, uh, a car chase scene that takes place in the streets of Benghazi that, from a sound standpoint, was amazing. Okay. So I just want to give that movie a little bit of credit. Um, I don't think it's going to win. It's not the movie who I think should win, but for who should win... Phil, I'm going to go with uh, the movies that you picked to win and should win. Mm-hmm. I think it could go Star Wars and Hacksaw. Listen, regardless of what I thought of Rogue One, you see that movie in a... And I saw that movie in like some great sound theaters, okay? It sounded amazing, as did Hacksaw. Hacksaw put me in the middle of war. Um, mm-hmm. Bullets flying over my head. Star Wars put me in the middle of of, of TIE fighters and, and X-Wings and Y-Wings and and just it sounded amazing. And I did see Star Wars Rogue One in one of the best theater experiences that you can find that happens to be uh, in, in, in outside of a suburb of Boston. Uh, Jordan's Furniture, uh, of all places, has this wonderful IMAX screen with butt kicker technology, meaning there are little subwoofers underneath each seat. Tempur-Pedic seat, by yes. the way. Okay. Plus the IMAX sound system. Holy cow. Again, regardless of what I thought of the movie, it sounded amazing. As did Hacksaw Ridge in the theater that I saw that in as well. So those who are I know I'm sort of cheating, but those who I feel should win, should it not go to La La Land. Very good. Visual effects. We have Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One. Marissa. I think who will win will be Jungle Book because the animals all had different looks. The fire that ravaged the whole place at the end. The whole movie was practically VFX. It um, played off of, like, every animal was fake. And so... (laughs) And I'm not going to do percentages, but like you, you had Mowgli, and then they everything else was VFX, and I think overall it looked great. And I mean that's what you get when you have Disney budget. Uh, but I, yes, I do think the Jungle Book will win. Uh, Dimitri, I I agree. It's one of the things when we talked about that movie here, uh, John Favreau was able to pull something off that was un- unheard of at the time, and that's a tough call. Like. It's one thing to bring Cinderella to life, okay? Your main characters are human, all right? 
Jungle Book is a literally fully realized that that's an animated movie in which animals talk. How do you do that in today's world? How do you make it look real? John Favreau and his special visual effects team, I thought that they pulled it off. Just so amazingly, when I was out of that movie, I felt as if I were in the Jungle Book. And I felt these characters were scary. Um, I did not, there wasn't a cheap shot in that movie that took me out of that film. Uh, I believed in all of the characters. Hence, come the last 20 minutes, I was on the edge of my seat in suspense. Shere Khan was terrifying. Terrifying. And he was fake. Yeah, so uh, I believe that the efforts done in Jungle Book should, I, I believe that it will win. All right. Well, I agree with you guys as well. I think Jungle Book will win. Um, and, you know, I think Deepwater Horizon, I'm surprised it's nominated, to be honest. I, I get that they sort of built the world around um, uh, the the structure. However, nah, not strong enough. Um, Rogue One, I think, was great. Um, but still, you know, I don't know. Just it, it pales in comparison to Jungle Book. Kubo and the Two Strings, to me, is more of a stop-motion Animation versus visual effects. Yeah, I don't know how it. So it, you know, I take it out of contention. The great movie, but I take it out of contention for this one. And um, the only thing that comes close to competing is Doctor Strange for my money. But uh, but Jungle Book was just such a revolutionary thing, uh, which is why I'm excited for the live quote live action of Lion King. <laughs> is because of this movie. Therefore, who will win? Jungle Book. Who should win? Jungle Book. Do you guys disagree? I think who should win, or like not for who should win, I also put uh, Monster Calls was snubbed. Um, they built a whole character that was all VFX, the U tree, um, and they had big practical sets to play off of for the actual uh, visual effects part of it. It looked gorgeous. It had different personalities for the tree. You can see it when it was angry. You can see it when it was just serious and stoic. Um, it was definitely, definitely snubbed. Dimitri? Yeah, my who, my my should win is um, I'm with you. I think Jungle Book should win. Should um, win no contest. Uh, again, Favreau accomplished cinema magic, and he brought to life this story in an amazing way that um, I, I still think in other categories ended up being snubbed. Um, but that's yeah, it's Jungle Book. Jungle Book for me. All right, should just uh, go to animated feature. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, a short film, here's the nominees, um, Blind, Vivacia, Borrow Time, Pear, Cider, and Cigarettes, Pearl, and Piper. The only one I've seen is Piper, therefore who will win Piper, who should win Piper for my money, if anyone disagrees. I agree, who will win Piper, because it had a good message to it, it was overcoming fear, it looked gorgeous, I mean, thank you Disney money, and it had humor and heart, and you could take a lot of out of Piper. It's okay. great. Yeah. Apologies to the other short films that we have not seen. Um, animated feature film. We have Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, Life, My Life as a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. Um, so, Marissa, who will win? Who will win, I think, is going to be Zootopia because that was a surprisingly great film. I mean, yes, it was Disney, but as a <clears throat> film, it surprised me way more than I thought it was going to be. There was a crime story to it, the, and there's the the messages of human social profiling, um, and there was humor in it with all the sloths at the DMV. The VFX were great. Like everything about Zootopia worked so well. They did everything right in that film. 
Dimitri. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Zootopia is going to take this one. I mean, this we talked about this at length at our podcast, the, the attention to detail, the leaves, whatever. Animation aside, the story, the story really is what makes this movie. You know, an animated movie can look fantastic. Moana is a beautifully told film. I, I just don't think, you know, I felt some of the music, again, didn't hit the right note. Beautifully told, but Zootopia... Zootopia at its core is film noir. It's a detective film noir movie, Mm -hmm. which takes its cues from movies like Chinatown, of all things. What kid is going to understand a Chinatown reference? Who cares? But as the adult who loves going to movies, I got it. It's references to things like The Godfather were great. It added to the humor. It added to the dimension of this film. I thought the voice talent was fantastic. Zootopia for me, is who will win. I agree that Zootopia will win uh, for all the reasons I mentioned. I think someone who got snubbed, perhaps Finding Dory, I thought that, uh, you know, I mean, I've never heard of Red Turtle or... You know what? Take off Moana, put on Finding Dory. I'll take that. For me, I... I, If you guys have followed Anatomy, you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of Moana. So I think Finding Dory is way better. Uh, But who should win... I really think Kubo and the Two Strings highly, highly underappreciated. Um, it's more of a traditional story. Um, I do love Zootopia. I love the film noir aspects of it, but there's just something so simplistic and beautiful about Kubo and the Two Strings. I really wish it would win. Marissa. Yeah, I, I still, I'm gonna still go with Zootopia. I think it should win. All right, yeah. Dimitri. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Zootopia. I mean, my life as a zucchini is my. Um, that, that that's my biography pick, you know. It's it's you know that that is my, my life is a zucchini. Yeah, it's a movie about my yeah. It's my uh, my biopic. Um, but no, I really uh, jokes aside. Uh, for me, it's sh- uh, who will win Zootopia. I think should win Zootopia. All right, great. Well, now actor in a supporting role, we have Marshala Ali from Moonlight, Jeff Bridges from Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel, Lion, and Michael Shannon, Nocturnal Animals. Um, Marissa, kick us off. Who will win? I think it's going to be Mahershala Ali. Um, he was great for the short amount of time he was on screen, and he's already won Golden Globe for this uh, nominee uh, for this role, and he's also won the SAG for this role. Again, the odds are in his favor. He was great. I did enjoy his character to the point on our Moonlight after sh- or our Moonlight show. Uh, I said I wanted to see him more mm-hmm. because he was so great in such a presence on screen. So I think he will win. Dimitri, yeah, I agree. I think um, Marshala Ali is going to win. The momentum is in his favor. Uh, he's in a very well regarded movie, and people, when they talk about this movie. This is the person outside of maybe Naomi Harris that you hear about. You don't hear about the the person who plays the kid (laughs) as much as you should, but you really do hear a lot about his performance. To me, when I saw Moonlight going into the movie and hearing about his performance, I was shocked as to how little he's in the movie. You know, I mean, like, he's in the movie, uh, he's in the first chapter, let's call it. He's in the first act, maybe a little bit into the, but that's it. I was like, wow, is he coming back? I, I hope. But, yeah, I think it's going to be... I, I think he is going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, who will win? <clears throat> I th- I think uh, Lucas Hedges gets this one from Manchester by the Sea. 
I, you know, I, I think he did a fantastic job. Um, he's he's funny, and and he will win. In terms of I. I I think uh, Jeff Bridges, just because I love Hell or High Water and I wanted to get something, Jeff Bridges does such a great job in this movie as a cop trying to find these bank robbers that I think he should win. Go ahead, Marissa. Um, Who should win? This I put who was snubbed, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Ray Marcus in Nocturnal Animals. Put He was scary as shit. I mean, he was so good. He was so scary. Um, he made me uncomfortable for my life. His amazing, his acting was just pure amazing, and I'm surprised he didn't get nominated because that is a character I will unfortunately never forget. Fair enough. I don't. I don't disagree about the snubbing. Uh, I was a little bit surprised actually, um, and I want to talk a little bit too about you know these these, these folks. Um, yeah, I know. I Lucas Hedges put in. I, I, I agree with you. I got to change because I originally had who will and my should as the same person. But after I had written that um, yesterday and I started thinking about Lucas Hedges' performance, um, he walked this tightrope where at times he could be funny, you know, and then there were other times where too, he too, it was just gut-wrenching when he was um, the frozen... Uh, the, the chicken. The chicken. The, the meat. The meat. The meat. That scene, again, and to be able to pull that off, you have to have a modicum of talent. I think he was really good. He didn't play an obnoxious teenager, which, in the wrong talent, could have come off that way and could have ruined the movie. It came from a very, like, you can completely see, like, why the character is the way he is. And he really did have love for the Casey Affleck character, too. Um... I really thought that he was great. Listen, Michael Shannon's performance, uh, Nocturnal Animals, I think, gets snubbed in a lot of categories. Mm-hmm. I think it is... Uh, when you talk about noir, mm-hmm. this is the best noir that that I think 2016 really had to offer us outside of like a Zootopia. Um, or Nice Guys. Okay, I'll put that in the noir <laughs> like a crazy noir. Sure. Another underappreciated movie that should have maybe gotten something in cinematography too, but 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 Michael Shannon's performance is really good. So I have to point those out. And you're right. Jeff Bridges, yeah, Hella High Water, original concept, very well directed. Jeff Bridges, many people say, oh, he's more like the dude or whatever. And I say, nay, nay, I don't agree with that at all. He was really good. Um, I think the gentleman who acted um, with him, like his partner, I thought that actor, um, again, if somebody could look it up for me, um, I forget his name, but he was his partner. He was his he, cop partner. Guy. Yeah, he was because really he was ripping on him. Good yeah. too. Um, Hell or High Water has great performances all around. You can argue that Ben Foster in that movie was just playing Ben Foster from other movies, but I say no, he was really good. And Chris Pine, I think, best movie of his, of his career. And this is Captain Kirk. Uh, he put in a stellar, solid performance uh, as well. So um, I, I can see why you would go with Jeff Bridges. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I like Lucas Hedges uh, as a should win. Okay. Well, uh, the next few, unfortunately, we're going to breeze through. Um, documentary, short subject. I haven't even heard of these movies. Extremists, 4.1 Miles, 
Joe's violin, Watani, My Homeland, The White Helmets. Uh, Marissa, do you know anything about yeah. these movies? I've only seen two. I've only seen Extremis <clears throat> and The White Helmets. Um, Extremis is a short 24-minute 20 film. It's really sad, and it's only surrounded one family of the, making the decision to... Um, and someone's life when they're put on you know, oh, and, yeah, and life support. Yeah, guess what? Um, I'm it's, passing. Yeah, it's <laughs> very depressing. Um, and it, it's beautifully shot, but it's very depressing story. And The White Helmets was actually really good. Um, that's about... Stormtroopers? No. Oh. <laughs> it's about um, the first responders uh, over in the Middle East um, after and they go... They're, they're, they call themselves the White Helmet because it's the first responders who go in after air raids and, oh, and oh, bombings, okay. and they save people's lives and they pull people from the rubbish and rummage and all that. Um, it's it was a great film because it also shows like the the real men who are part of that and how often it happens in the Middle East and how many families are affected and how many people actually risk their lives to go save other people's lives, um, being first responders in the chaos of it all. I, I would love to see if White Helmets won, because it was just so riveting. Um, despite the, the sadness of this is still going on, especially especially it's very relevant with Aleppo going on right now, too. <laughs> they, and they talk about that. I, I think it would be great, because as sad as it is, um, there was hope at the end of this film. They're like, it, it's a dangerous field, but we're still going to do it because we're still going to save people's lives. Okay. There you go. I have nothing to add. There you go. Uh, documentary feature. Uh, Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, and 13th. Um, I don't have too much for this either, um, except for the fact that I don't think OJ Made in America should be part of this. In a sense, I, I don't know how that. I don't know how it got in there. As as, as fantastic as a documentary as it is, it's an ESPN. It's docu- an ESPN documentary spread out over the course of episodes. So, that would mean to sit down and watch it. We're talking ten. Each each episode was what two hours? Give or take, yeah. Six, Twelve yeah, hours? Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why, but it's I, things like that. I think who will win, OJ, who should win, actually, um, I Am Not Your Negro. Okay. I have not, actually not seen I Am Not Your Negro, but I did see Life Animated, which was really heartfelt. It made me have a deeper appreciation for Disney and how it does affect a lot of people. Um, if you haven't seen that film, it's about uh, a man. As a child, he... He was on the spectrum of autism, and yes. it, it, it dealt with his motor <clears throat> skills. He couldn't speak properly and communicate with people properly growing up. But watching all Disney animated films realized his brain had the capacity to memorize everything. And once they learned that, they tapped into other neurological aspects of his brain to help him build his communication again mm-hmm. and his speaking ability. But that was like from the just the power of what Disney does to people. Even in that sense, I never thought that could possibly happen. I thought it was beautiful. I did see that documentary. Yeah. It was a wonderful documentary. I, think, I don't, you know, I'm not. It, it was the Disney films and the Disney musical films that 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 he was able to uh, memorize. Them. Well, he memorized them like crazy, and right, it did give him a better sense of purpose and 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 in life. And um, yeah, it's it's an incredible documentary because above and beyond just the power that Disney has, I think it's. It showcases the the power that cinema can have. 
the power that movie can have over people. Okay, regardless of you know, there are some people who are like that with maybe Star Wars, or even there are hardcore like Star Trek people like that too. This kid is above and beyond being a fan, and it just happened to be the Disney animated features that he latched onto, and um. It really is, as a Disney fan, too, you think, oh, wow, that's really cool. But I but I think it transcends that it's the power that, that movies can have over someone in healing. Um, so yeah. I think it's got a really great theme. Yeah. So. Excellent. Uh, short film, live action. And then, unfortunately, another category that uh, I'm not familiar with. The first name I can't even say. Is it <clears throat> French? Emonie's Interiors. Interiors. Uh, La Femme et Le TGV Silent Nights Sing in Time Code I don't even know They might Flip a five-sided coin If one were to exist Yeah I, I, I honestly don't know Honestly I haven't seen them either so. Alright uh, A foreign language film Land of Mine A Man Called Ove The Salesman Tana And Tony Erdman Um I've heard of a man called Ove because uh, I believe that's also based on a book. Um, I hear and is getting a lot of traction for that film. Uh, I believe it's already won an award, so I I think a man called Ove. And like I've seen production photos and stills of it. It looks like a gorgeous. I'm going with a land a man called Ove. Yeah. There you go. Ove. 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 All right. Um, we apologize to those categories, um, but unfortunately, we just. Can't see every movie. Um, all right. Uh, getting into the categories that we're more familiar with. Music, original song. We have Audition, The Fools Who Dream from La La Land, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, City of Stars from La La Land, The Empty Chair um, from Jim, the James Foley uh, story, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. Marissa, kick us off. I think who will win will be City of Stars, La La Land. Audition was fun, but I can't stop hearing City of Stars, and I don't even like that song. It was played over and over again in the trailer. It was played over and over again in the film. Literally, when I'm watching the film, I was like, if he sings City of Stars one more time, I might lose it. And I think it was, apparently they believed in that song so much, they put it in the film more than ten times, I think it's going to win. Huh? Yeah, I had mine back. The had mine reversed for whatever reason. But yeah, I think, I think, and I do. I say this meaningly. I think, unfortunately, City of Stars is going to win. I don't think it's the strongest song in that movie. And again, uh, you know, Ryan Gosling was a fantastic actor. So let me say this right off the top. As far as singing goes. I don't think it's that good. I don't think it can carry a note in a bucket. And I think it hurt that song. Mm-hmm. Had you had somebody else singing the song who is uh, maybe a little bit more musically inclined in that aspect, I think the song resonates better. But to your point, like, but people have been downloading it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what is going to win, whether I like it or not. My who should win, or who will win, is Can't Stop the Feeling. From Trolls by Justin Timberlake. Uh, this, listen, forget the Oscars. This is practically on most people's top 100 um, number one song of 2016. In all of music. <laughs> so, <laughs> a best original song? 
You don't get better than that. I don't see City of Stars on, you know, the top 100 music list of, of 2016. Um, so, therefore, that's who I think will win. Uh, who should win? Maybe How Far I'll Go from Moana. I know I didn't love the movie, but I think that one actually is a fun song. Yeah, I mean, I, who should win? I, I loved Moana's soundtrack. When the credits were rolling, I was literally downloading the soundtrack. I think it would be great if Disney won another original song. Um but, yeah, I still think... I'll and it shows it. diversity. <laughs> it did. It did, so good for them. Uh, yeah, but I still think it'll go to La La Land. Okay. Dimitri, who do you think should win? Uh, you know, again, if if they're not going to give it to City of Stars, I think that they're probably still going to stay in a La La La, La 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 Land mode and go to The Fool Who Dreams. Um, again, I just think momentum is on this. It's a musical, and... Its soundtrack picked up sales after the Golden Globes. Phil, I agree with you 100%. You know, um, but 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 also don't forget um, there was that other animated movie that had the Pharrell song "Happy." Oh, okay. And Despicable Me. Was it Despicable Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Happy was Despicable so Me. Despicable Me. Like that song was in the charts all over the place. It didn't win that year, <laughs> so it, it's weird. But I understand what you're saying. I don't think the Academy members look at it that way. Um, but oh. I, I get it. I get your argument. It's very valid and sound. But I think they're going to be sticking with La La Land, unfortunately. And I think it's going to be that city of stars. Mm-hmm. Um, fair enough. Moving on to music. Original score, we have Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. <laughs> so... Who will win? Uh, in my who will win, I put in all caps, not Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> because that score was horrifying. Um, unfortunately, I think it's going to go to La La Land. Okay. Yeah. Dimitri? Um, who, sh- who will win? Uh, I mean, it's got to be La La Land, Justin Hurwitz, I think. Okay. I just think so. I'm actually going to pick Jackie. Be- I hate, I hate, 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 hate that freaking soundtrack. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's why it will win. <laughs> Did you think that's why it's going to win? <laughs> that's why it will win. It's, it's I've, just love. I've never, I'll be honest, outside of La La Land, I haven't heard so much talk about a soundtrack other than Jackie. And we all agree. We did we dislike the worst so much. soundtrack. I'm surprised it's on this list. And But you're right. It has a chance of the upset. I think it will. It's win. memorable because it's so bad. And I would laugh. I will laugh. I will, I will clap. clap. I will I'll clap. clap. <laughs> Me too. I will freaking clap. Um, who should win? Um, I think. Is you know I I think all of these have decent uh, scores, but believe it or not, I'm trying to go back into. Um, I, I think Arrival yep. is not on this list. It should be. Um, and there's one more. There's one more. Um, I, I also think Kubo and the two strings actually had a, like it's predicated. I mean, it's two strings. It's a, it's an instrument that he's playing. Right. Um, so I think that got snubbed. Um, so, but out of the list in terms of who should win from this list, believe it or not, I think I, th- I, th- I think Passengers. <laughs> It's <laughs> a great movie, but it's got a lot of great Interesting. stuff. I have to interrupt great, just so. for one second because I believe it's our own Steve Kaufman who, who wrote in, and because I forgot, but Happy Lost to Let It Go 
probably the biggest uh, single ever from a movie soundtrack that still gets played today. Okay, so, so, yeah, so. my theory is shot to shit. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> no, but but really, in all honesty, that is a an extremely good. So you know, there's always a bigger fish, and let it go is that big fish for that year. Um, so, but somebody uh, at Jason's movie channel, <laughs> he he actually does believe that Jackie should win. Jason, I was Good I was with you. you. I was with you the entire time you've been on the show up until that, buddy. <laughs> so going back to, back to the show. Who should win? I think uh, I definitely think Arrival was snubbed because the flash forwards <clears throat> the the transitional music before it was just gorgeous to set the tone, the tonality wise. I, it was amazing to listen to. And there was happy moments. There were sad, somber moments. It was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Dimitri? Well, I think there were two snubbings here. Um, and I'm going to go with um, Michael Giancchino uh, for, for Rogue One. Um, what he was able to do, this is the first Star Wars movie that uh, was not John Williams. Okay. Uh, Michael Giancchino was not the original composer it was alexander desplat who left like he, he was I, I don't know what happened but he left the project and Giacchino had to come in and he had about two weeks prep work uh, on what to do i think he kept totally within the wonderful tradition that is john williams um he if you listen to score he definitely has a John Williams-esque sound to him. He's done the Star Trek movies. He's done Tomorrowland. He's done a lot of Disney and Pixar movies. So, so yeah. So I think you know he got snubbed. Uh, I'm also going to go with uh, our friend, uh, our dear friend here, John Ottman, got snubbed for X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a score that was very rich, something very different for him as a composer. The opening scenes um, were apocalypse, was, you know, when, when the conscience of that other person is coming in and all that stuff is happening at the pyramids. You know, he was using chants and things like that. He was doing something that he didn't normally do, and he brought the X-Men theme. He's, he's, been, the, he's been the X-Men guy, yeah. you know, with Brian Singer since day one. Um, he's created a very memorable... X-Men theme and he played around with the variations of that theme in this movie so I believe those two people were greatly snubbed um, so there you go um, I think just because the X-Men the way it turned out they weren't going near that unfortunately but you're not wrong you're not wrong uh, directing we have Arrival with um, Denis Villeneuve I can't pronounce Denis. his name no, to Denis save my Villeneuve. life yeah yeah um, Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson, La La Land, Damien Chazelle, Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth Longergan, and Moonlight, Barry Jenkins. Marissa, um, kick us off with who will win. I think Damien Chazelle is going to win. Uh, he did great with Whiplash. The The mm. execution of La La Land was very well done. And that goes to the direction because he had a vision and he set it all up within you know the story level and writing it. I yeah, I think Lalo. Hugh will do it for La La Land. Dimitri? Yeah, I believe it's going to be Damien Chazelle for La La Land uh, and what he accomplished and what he pulled off. Uh, you know, he's he's made musicals vogue again. Um, you know, again, whether or not I like the movie, 
as much or as little as everybody else. Uh, you know, you can't take away from the accomplishment and the feat. He he directed a very vibrant piece that, um, no pun intended, it does leap off the screen. The opening number alone was a task, the, the scene that took place on the 110. Um, and again, I think that the Griffiths Observatory scene was extremely, you know, beautiful, uh, you know, beautifully shot and told. So, uh, again, I just think it's a La La Land. I think we're in a La La Land year, whether I like it or not. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to go to him. Uh, do I be different just to be different? Um, <clears throat> I'll pick Moonlight for who will win. Uh, it's it's an African-American and and uh, even though he's not gay, the subject matter is... So I think, you know, um, if you want to send a statement in terms of in, uh, inclusivity, is that the word? Sure. Uh, <laughs> That's then, a good work. <laughs> That's uh, a good word. Then you, you select Barry Jenkins. Um, in terms of who should win, I actually think the girl who did Edge of 17 at least deserved to be nominated, believe it or not. I actually thought that, like, if you're going to pick Manchester by the Sea, Edge of 17 is no different in terms of the scope of it. It's just a very different movie. It doesn't have the weight that Manchester by the Sea does. But does it have to? It's a coming-of-age story that's fun, but it also has its moments. So, like, you know, for a first-time director, I thought she did amazing. Uh, It just goes back to my filling slots. You know, you have five slots for directing, but yet you have ten for Best Picture. I don't think it's. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's a great ratio. Edge of Seventeen should have been one of the movies that fills up those ten slots. I agree with you on that. It's a very underappreciated movie of 2016. There you go, yeah. Marissa. Who should win? I think Denny Villeneuve should win, or Mel Gibson, because unfortunately Mel Gibson had a personal thing in his life that kind of smeared his good name. But I think Hacksaw Ridge was a great film as well, and the the whole direction of that whole like last third act of Hacksaw Ridge was astounding I can't imagine pulling that off but Denny had uh, and also Denny for Arrival because that was a great film um, beautiful overall like that film put it all together literally was a great film and the direction on it was just so well done mm-hmm. so I would love to see if it was Denny Dimitri um, I think as far as who should win um I agree. I think it would go to Arrival and... Well, no. For me, it would be Arrival and or Manchester by the Sea. Um, I think Arrival... Again, this movie relies so much on an audience paying attention and some misdirection. Mm-hmm. You know? And yes, well, we talked at great length about editing, but it's also the direction that this movie takes. Um, I think it's a beautifully directed movie. Um, he's a really good storyteller. Uh, so... You know, I think Sicario is a good movie, maybe not as good as a lot of other people think. Um, I think the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Not uh, Channel No, 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 no. His other movie that he directed with him. Um, I forget. With Hugh Jackman. Oh, Prisoner. Prisoner. So, prisoners. Really solid movie. Um, and he's a good storyteller. And, and he does it, and he, it's a slow burn, too, with him. Can't wait to see Blade Runner can't wait to see Blade Runner. Um, Kenneth Lonergan's Manchester by the Sea. Um, to me, a lot of the emotion, it's what you're able to draw out of talent. It's what you're able to, how you're going to film this shot, how these people interact with each other. This all comes from Kenneth Lonergan and setting up his scenes and shots. Um, and he gets the most amazing performances out of people 
Like, we knew that Casey Affleck is a good actor. Mm-hmm. I never looked at him as that such a great actor in this movie. He made everybody look good. Um, so he would be my other uh, should win uh, as far as directing goes. Right, we're almost there. Yeah, uh, I was going to see if we could take a 10-minute bathroom can... break, but I'll try to power through. If we took that, I'd have to hop out, <laughs> unfortunately. We uh, have less than a handful, so yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we'll power through. Actress in a leading role. Uh, we have Isabel Humper and um, Elle, <clears throat> Ruth Nega in Loving, Natalie Portman in Jackie, Emma Stone in La La Land, Meryl Streep in Florence, Florence Foster Jenkins. Marissa, kick us off. Who will win? Emma Stone. I think this is definitely her year. She's already won a Golden Globe. She's already won SAG. She did great, despite her off singing. I like her as an actor. She definitely has the talent for it, and it it was a lovable character. I liked her character more than I did um, the uh, the other Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, unfortunately, obviously, um, I, I liked Emma Stone in La La Land, so I think she'll win it. Okay. Dimitri? I, too, think that she will win. Um, she was, for me, the best part of La La Land. I mean, look, Ryan Gosling has already proven he can he can play cool. He can be Steve McQueen. You know, mm-hmm. just watch him and drive, but he can do comedy as well. He's a great actor, but I really think that this movie was Emma Stone's movie. There was, there was a vivaciousness, a brightness about her um, character. Even during her singing and dancing, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Um, so I think she will win, uh, albeit she is in a very good race. Um, you know, many people have cited Natalie Portman and, and such, but I think she will win, Emma Stone. I think Emma Stone's a little bit too young to win this. I really do. I think it goes... Age does not matter. For actresses, okay. maybe not. For guys, apparently so with Leo. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think it goes to Natalie Portman. You know, her transforming to be Jackie, regardless of what I think of the movie, um, is, is, is something to be praised. Uh, who should win? I think there's there's a couple people who actually should win. Um, shoot, I just had it. Well, let me start off with um, Amy Adams for, for Arrival. Where is she on this list? Yeah. Was she forgotten? Seriously. Is her invite coming? Um, and there's one more. She, oh, uh, Viola Davis. I don't see her on the list. She should be on this list. She should be on that list, but she, she, she's supporting. Yeah, I know. She specifically took herself out of contention for this race. I love Viola Davis. Yeah, me too. But fuck you. Yeah, I don't. That. Yeah, that is. You don't get to decide that. Yeah, but she did, and they 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 granted it to her. Yeah, mm, you don't get to choose. You yeah. don't get the choose. And once you start doing that, then, then it just throws all the constraints into question. Like, what makes what a leading... As... Yeah, what constitutes as a leading actress yeah. in a movie? Like, if you can say, I don't want to be up for that category. Well, but that's the but that's what you are. But I don't want to be. And then they, they, they bowed down and gave it to her. I, I, I agree with you. So... Marissa? Who should win? I think Natalie Portman should win because I mentioned it during Jackie. <laughs> there was that moment when she was bawling her eyes out right after the uh, JFK got shot. And I was like, give her the Oscar right fucking now. <laughs> and the, again, for the, just her, her transformation, her look, her accent, how she perfected it to sound like Jackie, she embodied Jackie. And I think Natalie should win. 
I don't disagree with anything that you said, but I am going to say that um, I'm going to say something that might be controversial to many people here. Um, I mean, we Meryl Streep's a wonderful actress, and she has the years and the talent underneath her belt uh, to do so. She's been around forever. Okay, um, she's definitely Hollywood royalty. But come on, guys, seriously, just because she's now Hollywood royalty. She doesn't have, have to get nominated her for every freaking movie that she was in. I mean, how soon do we forget Ricky and the Flash? I mean, come on, people. Like, this nomination took away from somebody like Amy Adams in The Arrival, who played such a nuanced, uh, uh, who had such a nuanced performance. She was fantastic in that movie. She was also great in Nocturnal Animals, too, I, I want to say. But I just don't understand. I'm almost thinking that they nominated Meryl Streep because of the acceptance speech that she might give. And, and, and hell, it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't win this. Like Jimmy Kimmel goes up, well, we know that Meryl Streep didn't win in this category, but we want to hear her acceptance speech. So Meryl, why don't you come on up? And as if you did win, what, were you, what are you going to say? You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's where she is right now. But we don't have to nominate her for every single movie that comes down the pike. And again, she's literally been nominated twenty times. Yeah, and, and she's I, only won three. And and I think, as a batting average goes, that's not good. That sucks. <laughs> again, I don't mean to disparage her talent. Okay, she's she's done it all. Silkwood's amazing, and she's been in great movies, comedies. Death becomes her. I mean, she's done it all. You know, but I think that that nomination took away from another nomination that that really was a little bit more deserving uh, and I think that Amy Adams was completely snubbed. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't disagree. Uh, actor in a leading role we have the nominees of Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic and Denzel Washington in Fences. Marissa, kick us off. I think Denzel's going to win Fences. He put on such a strong performance and he gives a great acceptance speech as well. And, and <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. He's a great speaker. But no, he, like, the fences was all him. And then Viola had her, her minute, but fences, he carried that film. And he's such a great actor, too. It'd be great, especially in contrasting to, to last year with the whole Oscar So White, it'd be great to have Denzel win. Not just because of his race, but also this is just a strong year for African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he deserves this as well. Okay. Uh, Dimitri? I'm going to go with Casey Affleck on this. Um, this is a raw performance that is also balanced with New England sarcasm, which I laughed at. Uh, you know, oh, do you mind if I give you a tip? Oh, oh you mean like a suggestion or something? <laughs> no, 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 like money. Um, he was great. Again, I'm going to point to that one scene it's the it's the it's the Academy Award clip. I'd be surprised if they didn't show it. The scene where he and Michelle Williams randomly meet on the street. Um, I couldn't. He was so steeped in this tragic loss. The conversation, I, I got it. Like I felt it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't look her in the eyes. He couldn't talk about it. I get it. I got it. It was a wonderful performance. And at the same time, 
you know, what he did with, with, with Lucas. That was great. And at the same time, there were parts where he made me laugh. I think it's going to be Casey Affleck who wins. Um, this this is a very tough category for me. I, I would even, you know, who will win? I could see Casey Affleck or Denzel. Um, you know, I think Casey Affleck is deserving because of, you know, he's always been in the shadow of Ben to a degree. <laughs> and, um, it you know, Denzel's been down this road before, so it would be nice for Casey to be recognized for this. Um, who should win? Uh, I actually think uh, Michael Keaton didn't, was was snubbed on this one. I mean, it's a very tough category, but uh, no offense. Like Viggo Mortensen's great, but you know, Captain Fantastic. Not really many people are talking about that. I also don't. You know, to be on it, to be fair, not many people are talking about the founder. Mm. But um, I think what Michael Keaton did portraying <laughs> Ray Kroc deserves to at least be nominated. It doesn't need to necessarily. For, it doesn't need to win, but I think it deserves to be nominated. So. Um, but who should win? Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington. Give it to them both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think who should win would be Casey Affleck. I, um, the reason why I didn't think he, would, <laughs> he will win because he never fully got to that breakdown moment. Um, yeah, he had a hard time with the death and the loss and stuff, but like he never fully went there to the point where like yeah he should get a nom- uh, he should win for that. Um, but he was great. I like my heart broke for him throughout the whole film. You can obviously tell he was trying to get over the the loss of his family, but he just didn't get all the way there for me for me to think hmm, that's he'll win. Mm-hmm. But he should win. Demetri. You know, you know, you you mentioned Michael Keaton, and we talked about his performance. And again, I think uh, I think it was overlooked. I think the movie itself was overlooked. To be honest with you, not just his performance. I think it was one of Michael Keaton's best performances of his career. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so, as far as snub goes, that's a snub. Um, listen, personally, I think it would be a joke if Ryan Gosling won. But if they're going the La La Land way, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying, if it were to happen. Ryan, I like you a lot. I think you've been better in other movies. That's, I can name 20 so, movies he's been yeah. better in. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I wouldn't mind if Denzel won for Fences. Uh, but again, what Viola Davis does, you know, she really usurps the movie from him with that one monologue, which I've really, like I said, I haven't seen that happen. But he is so strong. He is such a presence on film. Like, even in a movie, a mediocre film like The Magnificent Seven, like, once Denzel comes on screen again his charisma he's a star he's a star fair enough alright the final category best picture nominees um, I'll read all ten of them Arrival Fences Hacksaw Ridge Hell or High Water Hidden, fe- hidden Figures <laughs> Listen, I can't li- it's, it's that elephant effect you're right don't think about elephants what do you think about the elephants god damn it I never would have said it until it was such a big point of topic La La Land Lion Manchester by the Sea Moonlight and I'm gonna add the founder to this and will we get what one more oh. we get one more I'm gonna no, add the founder would make ten it's nine. If I know how to count, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, yeah. so one more. I would add founder. Um, Marissa, kick us off. With who, who will, will win? win? Oh my goodness, it's a toss-up. Who will win the it's, main? For me, I will say it's a toss-up because I'd be okay if both of them win, um, either Moonlight or La La Land. You're okay with those winning? 
Yes, I am okay with those winning. Okay. All right. And I really can't pick either. I kind of want to say more La La Land because it has more nominations and more things going for it. But I was, you know me, I like a good underdog story like Rocky. Um, <laughs> but Moonlight, the story was so good. And that's, I think, where La La Land was lacking. The, the story wasn't good, but the technical aspect of La La Land worked. Moonlight, Moonlight's a great checkbox for the Oscars. Yes. Check, yeah. gay character, great. Uh, struggling, and, but check. But Moonlight's You're story. Right. Absolutely. Moonlight's story, and I, I think we've seen Oscar stumps with Best Pictures where the story wins out over everything else. Um, it'd be great if Moonlight won as well. All right, so Dimitri? Well, listen, you know, regarding Best Picture, I have my who will and who should. Um, look, I'm, I'm putting down, I wouldn't necessarily be upset about it, but I am saying that I believe La La Land's going to win. Now, I'm going to say this regarding La La Land. If you saw my, you know, you saw us here in Anatomy. I'm not a big fan of the movie. Really not. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't stick the end for me. Um, and the ending is polarizing to many people. There's a ton of articles written about it. Okay. But for me, uh, it's not best picture. It's not best picture because of that for me. Also, uh, with that said, if La La Land were to win, <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. And I don't think it's a bad thing for the business. Okay? Hear me out. Because what it shows is, in the past, we've had best picture winners like like The Artist or even movies like The Hurt Locker or No Country for Old Men, right? Very low in box office, right? 15 people saw each one, maybe 10 for the artist. Black and white, silent film. Wins for best picture. We want to perpetuate business here. And what La La Land has done and has shown to not only audiences, but I think to aspiring filmmakers, that originality counts for something. Okay? It counts for something. So whether you like La La Land or not, you cannot take away from the fact, you said it earlier too, it's original we haven't seen a musical done this way in a long time. Hollywood hasn't seen an original in a long time. Correct. With, I mean, all the franchises that are in the reboots and stuff. It's especially nice to have an original story. Yep. So I think La La Land, if it wins, is good for business. Because then studios can say, you know, we don't have a superhero franchise. But if we can tap into something that's original, that can tap into mainstream, because... La La Land is over $100 million in box office. And that's domestic box office. Who would have ever thought? Not me. So, I think if it wins, I'm not going to be overly upset, regardless of whether I like the movie or not. Mm. I think it is good for business. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I had to throw that in there. But that's who I believe will win, is La La Land. Fair enough. Um, I think, believe it or not, <clears throat> Manchester by the Sea takes this. I think it it, it, it steals the show. I think it does. Um, in terms of who should win, I really think it's, to, for me, it's actually a toss-up. I think it's between um, Hidden Figures and Arrival. I think both are just so beautiful, and it, it would be fun to see a fun movie steal the show, like Hidden Figures. Um, it's an, it's, to me, it's an ensemble piece. Um, it's a very, it's 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 historic. 
Um, I think it sends a positive message, not only in terms of women, not only in terms of African-American, but also science and knowledge and, and, and all <laughs> those things that we are in desperate need of in thanks to reality history. TV. Thank, yes. So with that said, I got to do a wardrobe change. I'll see you guys. Marissa, you <laughs> kick it out. Kick it out. Uh, are you really? There you go. Wardrobe change? I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Phil, as you walk out. Uh, I think who, accept sh- your award, who should win is uh, Arrival or Hidden Figures because Hidden Figures was like the last, um, the last contender who kind of silently got in there. Um, everyone's talking about it. it. Was a nice surprise at the end. It would be fun. I think it's a little too late for Academy to take that that seriously. Although it'd be great for Hollywood, especially being African American story and how that really helps with. You know, government and just True. shaping America into right. what it is today. It's a positive movie, but I would love Arrival because so many things was great on Arrival: mm-hmm. technical standpoint, acting standpoint, story standpoint. Like Arrival was really solid. Yeah. Now I, you know, I'm I'm just gonna say, until I saw Hidden Figures, Manchester by the Sea had my. This is the best picture for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, yeah, it's a gut-wrenching film, and I, you know, but when I saw it, I walked out going, okay, I, I, I dealt with that. Um, the performances were fantastic. I thought it was really well written. Um, that was going to be what I thought should be best picture until I saw Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, everything that Phil said and you just said are also true. Shows another side of American history, but it's a positive side. But more importantly, in this day and age, Hidden Figures is a feel-good movie, mm-hmm. okay, that, that, that is not cheap. It earns every single scene of applause. And when I saw this movie, you can hear it in the podcast for Hidden Figures when we talk about it. There are at least six separate scenes that the audience that I was with erupted into applause. Six scenes. I don't recall when that has happened. It hasn't happened in a long time where people just broke out into applause and really liked it. Um, I think uh, also an undersung performance is by Kevin Costner, who is not noted at all, but he was a really good support in this. I think the women, Janelle Monae, Shooting star. I think she was fantastic. Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer. We are looking at some fantastic American history that we should know about. Uh, I'm a geek, so I'm into this NASA <laughs> stuff. Uh, but more importantly, I walked out of the movie theater feeling great. And that hasn't happened in a long time. It was a feel good movie. That is who I believe should win for Best Picture. Two, from a commercial standpoint, this, too, is a movie that's onwards and upwards of $100 million. So it shows diversity. It has all those things in it. And it shows that commercial films that are $100 million movies can be best picture. It's one of those films that's, like, last but certainly not least. Um, I agree. Yeah. So there um, we go. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, Holy for cow. tuning in. We kind of lost Phil, but thanks, for everyone, for tuning in to our Academy Awards predictions. Cue the music. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this and wrap up all of our anatomies and all the movies that we're looking forward to. I can't wait. I can't wait to see who won, who should have won. And we'll definitely, if you guys haven't seen our anatomies, we've covered 
most, if not all, of the the best pictures. Sure. Um, definitely, I think Lion is probably the only film that we didn't cover. But definitely go back, check out our anatomies. We give a way more thorough, in-depth, individually for each of those films. Sure, absolutely. So, thanks to me too, Rick, and everyone. Thanks for Marissa, and please uh, support me on Twitter, at DMovies1701. Tell me what you think should win for the Oscar. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter at TV. You can follow Phil on his website at philsvtech.com. He got his website in store. Yeah. And thanks, everyone, and we'll thanks. keep watching the Oscars. And we'll, and we'll see you at the movies. seeing you at the movies. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.